For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst. For Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. I tell you what's perfect, starting the show for a second time as we have been talking for about five minutes thinking we were live and we weren't. It's the C3 Panthers post game where the Carolina Panthers have fallen 27 to 24 and thankfully we had kept our head on a swivel or at least see, uh, Cody did letting me know we weren't live. I'm sitting here having the damn show of my lifetime without you guys. The number's 252-228-5098. We'll see if we can recreate uh, those feelings in that sentiments. The Panthers fall by three points a day on a last minute or an opportunity to tie the game up. Joey Sly from 65 yards falls inches short, dead to rights. And still, the Panthers fell. The defense could not stop anybody on third down, it seemed like. The Panthers' offense was, um, you know, competitive today. And we'll, we'll have a lot to say about how uh, we can look ahead to this, you know, from this vic- or loss to maybe find a potential moral victory or at least a silver lining in the future. We want to know your thoughts on today's loss. 27-24, the Saints Pull ahead. The Panthers fall to three and four on the year. The numbers two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Cody Lashney, recreate the energy, my friend. Yeah, brother. So I'm not. Uh, you're not going to be able to see my beautiful face today because, uh, like the Panthers' defense, um, I've experienced some technical difficulties. But you know what? Also, like the Panthers' defense, we're going to get it fixed, and we're going to talk about this tough loss with the best Panther fans in all of YouTube. Zebury every day, Nirvash, Tin Tizzy, Sarah Taylor, Nick Montiero, Mr. Froth, Jason Lewis, Tony Dunn. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. Let's talk this football game. What kind of life you live in, CK? I haven't heard it. Uh, living the dream, bro. Living the dream. <laughs> I was uh, I was talking about this. I I, I felt like this was probably the most heartbreaking loss of the season for me. Um, 
there's going to be a lot of people that are going to say, you know, and, and, and I get it, you know, you want to look at it from an optimistic standpoint, but like we showed a lot of promise. We showed a lot of promise. You know, we should, we should have won that. We should have won that game. There were too many opportunities. Number one, uh, if you look at the just the stupid mistakes, the Dante Jackson hold penalty when it was third down, and first third down of the game that we actually stopped, that pulled down, that gave them a first down, and they were able to pull down for a score. The missed tackle by uh, by Troy Pride on Kamara on that 18-yard or 15-yard third down conversion. I mean, it was just heartbreaking because you saw these guys fighting, and I think you really now at this point in time, everybody's going to point that we didn't have Russell Douglas. Douglas, we didn't have um, who was it that got uh, taken out? This this it was somebody in the uh, Miller. Mill. Oh wait, no. we didn't have Miller uh, because of it was the one of our COVID. rookies. I think. <clears throat> Maybe not a rookie, but uh, he was in the second. Oh, Justin Burris. <clears throat> Justin Burris. Burris. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't a rookie, but um, you know, and 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 I think because of that. You start, you really, 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 it's blaringly obvious how bad our linebacking core is. Yeah. I, I, it looked to me like Shaq is running slower than he's ever run. You know, he is not hitting people with the same ferocity he was hitting people with at one point in his career. Um, and it seems like he's second guessing his decision making, you know, because he'll, you know, he'll be that one time there was a first down that ran right by him. He, like, you see him just look like he's, a deer caught in headlights. He doesn't know what to do. He's running one direction. Dude runs the opposite direction. He's having to readjust. I mean, it was just um, an unfortunate situation, and I think that we're going to talk about this a little more in depth, but this was the first time this season I felt like play calling on the offense lost us the game late in the game. Wow. All right, the number's 252-228-5098. We want to hear your thoughts on this Panthers defense, this linebacking core uh, the inability to stop anyone on third down, but also uh, really some of that pocket presence demonstrated by Teddy Bridgewater, uh, can, uh, some tenacity from our wide receiver core, core, and Curtis Samuel continues to be Mr. Third Down. And as these 4 o'clock games come, uh, come about, you can get in on the action. You can go to my bookie between uh, mybookie.ag. You can hang out with a professor on Wednesday nights where um, – where we good lord i'm trying to think of this dude's name i can't i got thrown off of my game so much what's his name uh me and mr esparza head odds maker for mybookie.ag we go through all the picks the professor was four and one last week against the spread and if you want to get in on that type of action you can go to mybookie.ag you want to use the promo code overtime to con claim a dollar for dollar deposit match uh when it comes to stacked ufc cards you can even bet on presidential prop bets all the major sports and more go sign up at mybookie.ag use the promo code overtime all right guys let's go ahead and just jump straight into the cat calls and see what <laughs> panther fans have to say about this game and then we'll kind of break it up as we go so what are your thoughts on cat calling yeah it's pretty you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good like a three and a four and a who's that cat sitting in the back corner with his face buried in his nose? Who's that kid that can use one? Hey y'all, how y'all doing? It's G Cavassier. Damn, man, we should have won that fucking game, man. 
damn, that was a good ass game, man. I'm not. Our damn defense got to get a little bit better, man. Our offense showed the fuck out today. It did. Our damn offense showed out, and the offensive line held up until that damn fourth quarter, um, three and whatever, man. When Teddy got sacked, man. But besides that, man, our offensive line looked pretty good. Even when O'Connor came down, Greg Little showed up or whatever, man. And hey, Ian Thomas got a damn fucking reception. Hell yeah, man. DJ Moore redeemed his damn self. Even though we damn lost, he redeemed himself. I'm pissed off that we we uh lost the game, even though that game was going like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, man. Hey, it's gonna be a short week, fellas. We got Atlanta this damn Thursday, who I see us sweeping this motherfucking year, personally, man. But uh it was a tough game, Carolina, man. And, you know, hopefully get better on fucking defense, y'all. We got to damn start snapping on damn defense, man. We got to, man. We got to. We got the talent there, man. So let's let's try our best and beat Atlanta and sweep these motherfuckers, man. And the one the Saints, you ain't going to get us a second time. Y'all got lucky this game. And Joey slide that damn field goal. Woo! Damn, that shit was close, man. If it was 61, he would have made it, man. 62, he would have made it. But, oh, well. Y'all keep pounding, man. I love y'all. Man, we appreciate it. G. Cavassier, longtime caller of the show. And, um, you know, got to agree with it when it comes to uh, the defense this week is there were some problems, fellas, and, and really came on the inability to stop them at all. They just owned the time of possession, 34 minutes and 41 seconds to our 25 minutes and 19. And that's dis- that's. Uh, in spite of our effort to possess the ball and maintain drives, we were six for nine on third down, but they were 12 for 14, 86% on third down. On top of that, they had 26 first downs in this game. There was no, the Panthers really couldn't stop Alvin Kabara in any way. It started to feel like it got better in the second half. And one of the things I was very surprised with is I know that we were facing some injuries in the secondary, but we acted like we were super scared of Drew Brees going downfield. And I did not understand why that was when all they did was just eat us up underneath, eat and eat and eat. Your thoughts on the Panthers' defense today and why they are so bad. They just went from being pretty good to so bad in just a moment. I think part of it is our linebackers are terrible. They are horrific, bro. They are horrific. I don't remember what any of their names are, but the commentators at one point in time were talking about like, oh, uh, Tavir Whitehead is, uh, or is that the guy's name? Uh, Yeah. yeah, Yeah, Tavir Whitehead is one of the best linebackers in the game right now. And I'm like, dude, are you serious? What moron actually says that who, has actually watched the Panthers play. Um, it's ridiculous. And then on top of it, um, Shaq Thompson doesn't really pick up the slack well, and we're paying him around $14 million. Uh, I mean, listen, man, I'm going to be honest with you. It's, it's hard for me to come into this um, really upset today because I have the mindset that this is a rebuilding year, not a tank year because we're obviously not doing that. But it's a rebuild. And, man, it's like I didn't – no one really expected us to beat New Orleans anyway, I feel. And the fact that we were in it today, like we were our Panthers offense uh, today was, I feel like, one of our best performances all year. I mean, we were uh, efficient. 
DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel were both elusive. Uh, I mean, guys couldn't bring them down. They were making plays. Um, I, I mean, our offense did some good things. And Teddy Bridgewater was dancing behind the line of scrimmage, avoiding sacks all day, uh, showing his mobility from behind the pocket. And our receivers made plays. And once again, our offensive line stepped up. They stepped up in a big way, and they gave Teddy time to be able to maneuver and and do what they needed to do. But overall, we just went up against a team that was better, um, more prepared on offense and on third down. And normally the team that wins third down wins the football game. So it's not surprising. And before I go any further, before I pass the mic, dude, shout out to Joey motherfucking Sly, bro. Dude, what a heartbreaker. <laughs> what a heartbreaker, man. Dude, that would if he made that, that would have been the longest field goal kick in NFL history, bro. And he was that close. I'm not even mad. He was hitting 60 yarders before the game started. I love the play oh, it call. It was right there, man. I'm, yeah, it was right there. You can't blame Joey for not for not hitting that. I thought it was a gutsy call. I, I like it. Yeah, by Matt Rule, I would have done the same thing. Your kicker has a big leg. He was hitting them earlier. Go out there and do it, man. So, I don't know. Right now, uh, this loss signals, um, you know, uh, uh, a game that we were very competitive against the division rival. And the first time that the Superdome had fans and we made it, a very competitive football game. I'm proud of the football team. I don't know what else to say. Carl Van poking I, buttons. He's my man. I lo- love Carl Van, but he's been after Cody and <laughs> he describes Greg as bat panties. Uh, gives 1999 <laughs> to, through the super chat. Uh, Carl and I go way back, but he's been mad at you guys for or on on top of you guys for being cam stands. He says, here's $20 for the cam blow-up, but I don't understand, Carl, how I don't take the cam blow-up home. I've been the cam stand all along, gay for cam. No, uh, they do play. They just kicked off New England hosting San Francisco. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater played well today, but I think let's go back to this. I I disagree with with some of the things that you guys have said so far one i do agree with the linebacker stuff is that when they said these guys are some of the most reliable linebackers in the league or whatever i don't know what these commentators were smoking at this point but i wrote this i wrote our linebackers are bad and whitehead is awful and i'm not sure Shaq is much better that's what i wrote on my notes right here Right. Um, this was problematic throughout the game. And again, I, it wasn't even the secondary deep. It wasn't uh, us in short yardage up front. It was all this underneath stuff, the way the Saints are going to beat you. We were two identical teams in many ways, I felt, uh, offensively. I just felt like we were mirror images yeah. of the same. And, and it's expected to be so. Um but when it comes to these these linebackers, we can't stop. I mean, it's third and 12, and you're like, they're going to get this. We had that when they had um, – it went from third and eight to they had a false start, and it was like third and 13 or whatever. Uh, I, my wife goes, oh, that's good news. I was like, they're going to get it anyway. 
I mean, that's terrible. It's terrible. It was so bad. The other thing I would disagree on is, or I had a problem with, is I thought the offensive line played well on the edges. Yeah, yeah. But I felt like we got blown up through the middle a lot today. Well, and I know Reed. they got rankings, and but you know, Paradis had one misplay that they highlighted. I don't know. I just felt like the offensive line could have played stronger up the middle. And at the time that we're complimenting them, they did immediately give up that sack at the end that pushed us out of, or arguably pushed us out of full field goal range since we missed it by so close. Uh, so I thought uh, Teddy had great pocket presence today. And, and exactly on offense, we did what you expect us to do or what I think that the recipe for this team to have success is, is not turn the ball over, move the ball, long drives. And we made it into the end zone several times, right, instead of having to settle for field goals. So the offense, this was a good offensive performance, but the defense – Man, I've never even heard of a team converting that high on third third down before. Well, can I also give some credit to Alvin Kamara? Dude, Alvin Kamara yeah. is a special dude. Poor I mean, Troy really Pride. That, yeah, it's he like had really no, no matter. Chance. <laughs> the, here's the thing. Even on, on third down, they were able to run the ball good. I felt like they were able to um, use Alvin Kamara in creative ways. And you're right. This Saints team does look a lot like the Panthers. And they they are in a way modeled after uh, what the Saints have done offensively for a little while. If you look at Joe Brady coming from New Orleans uh, and uh, then to LSU of all places, um, but it's that dink and dunk kind of offense, and that's what both these offenses do really well. And before anyone comes in here and is like, "Oh, Teddy can throw the deep ball," oh, yeah, let's not say that but when listen, there's a busted listen. coverage. Yeah, he can throw the deep ball when one he, at first he sees DJ Moore screaming wide open. I don't care if you have a noodle arm, you have to throw that football, right? But there was no over-the-top safety help because the defense wasn't prepared for us to take any shots downfield because, of course, that's what they see on film. Carolina just doesn't do it. So we had a busted coverage, an opportunity downfield, and it was beautiful. It was a 75-yard touchdown. Great throw and catch by Teddy Bridgewater to DJ Moore. You notice how it didn't happen again. You never saw it happen after that. There was one point where they tried to go deep to Robbie Anderson, but you know, you couldn't fool him twice. Yeah, 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 you just couldn't fool him. And you know what is there was another way, is it and and look, I don't want to pick nits against Teddy Bridgewater because he had one of his better games as a Panther today. But if he would have led led Robbie inside a little bit more, that one DB had fallen down at at a point. And you got to wonder why you don't just go to Curtis Samuel. It was third down, (laughs) right? Uh, No, but he made those good short throws. But you're right, is that and and that's fine. It's okay. They're gonna people are gonna get mad and say we're I'm hating on Teddy. But no, it's just part of the reality of it. And if he wouldn't, I mean, how can you not hit homeboy on that? deep ball yeah you know that's what i'm saying, what I'm saying. Like, it, it, good it, lord you see that's open even if you have a noodle on man you have to throw that football and he did and, and and he made it um but that's what i'm saying i don't know if it's i don't know why we're not calling more plays like that i'm not saying that we have to change our offense to a west coast bruce arian style taking shots on third and two i'm saying if we're gonna have this dink and dunk offense then there are going to be more and more opportunities where DJ Moore or Curtis Samuel is open down the field. 
Like I, I want to incorporate or increase the numbers of deep passes that that we're taking, and and we're just we're not. And I don't know if that's on Teddy Bridgewater or Joe Brady. I, I really don't know. My best assumption is just that they either don't want Teddy to do it or they don't trust him to do it. And maybe even specifically, and then I'll shut up. Uh, in today's game, I kind of feel like they didn't trust our receivers to get open downfield against that Saints defensive backfield, which is um, really, I feel, probably one of the better uh, defensive backfields in the NFL. They haven't been playing like it as of late, though, the Saints. And I I think you're right. I don't know what it is if it's it's a cautious Teddy, right? Um, You know, is that I think he looks uh, looks at the matchups real quick, and if it's not there right away, he tends to – you know, just go for something safer. But I think I want to do continue to focus though on the defense here is that, um, is that while, because you don't, you don't want to fall into uh, this continued, just same talk is that really today the problem was on the other side of the ball and um, outside of Brian Burns making some high level plays, there really wasn't much to be excited about this defense. Phil Snow, was I thought it was a little too um I don't know what happened in the first. We got better. Now I I would say is that we seemed to get better in the second half on defense. But we just could not we couldn't I don't know. We just got beat up everywhere. And I know that we're struggling with injuries here, but until like you can't how can this linebacking core be so bad? And you gotta wonder who's that a Darius whatever. I almost saying like start him. The, uh, what position you're talking about? He played linebacker a couple on a couple of plays and made some good tackles. His name's like a Darius Glanton. I don't think it's a Darius Glanton. Uh, it used know. to be it's that, up. and he changed his last name. But it is uh, um, like we behind Whitehead and Shaq. They seem like liabilities at times at this point, and I and I feel terrible saying that. Yeah, I mean, listen from our linebacking core to our safeties and uh and our defense Trey back. Boston We're, was actually Trey Boston played great. I think Trey Boston's played well this se- season. No, Trey Boston is not a problem, but I'm talking like we had Sam Franklin as a starter today. Like, I don't know who, who that who, is. The, yeah, who knows who that is? And that's a problem. Um the fact that our linebacking core has no depth, that's a problem. And again, man, I'm going to keep on hammering this down. The fact that um Shaq Thompson isn't a better linebacker than he is after this long with the Panthers and after paying him $14 million a year. Like, man, I expect more from you. I want more from Shaq Thompson. Like, it's one thing for us to pick on the guy that was never going to be a long-term result to Luke Kickley leaving anyway. Like, that's fine. The guy's not good. That's whatever. But the fact that Shaq Thompson is only moderately better at this point in time, that's really disappointing. And, you know, um, again, if I'm putting my draft nerd hat on, one of the benefits of losing today's game is I know that there's a guy like Micah Parsons in the draft uh, out of Penn State who isn't playing football this year. He opted out due to COVID. But I'll be damned if our linebacking core couldn't use a guy like that right now, man. I mean, And I'll be damned we're if really we're not going to be looking at Penn State players because you know the connection is real since Matt Rule is played for Penn State and we've already targeted, you know, 
Penn State players in the past. Uh, Nathan Sieben says there it used to be Darius Glanton. Now it is Darius Taylor. And on top of that, uh, he went on to say that Sam Franklin undrafted rookie free agent. The number is 252-228-5098. Let's go to the next call. Hey, what's up? This is Kevin from Charleston. Rapid reaction. Game just ended. Just piss the fuck off, man. Like, really? Like, 12 third down conversions out of 14? Our defense is fucking trash. Except for Burns and Chen. Like, even our first round pick is a fucking bust. Brown, I mean, he's done nothing. Our defensive coordinator, I don't know what he was doing, just letting Kamara go wherever the fuck he wants, put a guy on him. Joey Sly almost had that. That was cool. (laughs) Went for that fucking sack, but, yeah, that's my reaction. I was hoping, um, you know, one of the things is I thought we were too intimidated by their their defense i mean by their yeah. offense and what is that like why weren't we trying to play they they were without all of their wide receivers is that really kamara and cook are the only two threats against you that have like any experience in the nfl you're wondering why we didn't shift out of that zone more and that zone defense was killing us and I, I know there's probably some real concerns on our own side of the football when it comes to um you know dealing with injuries and some things like that but i i thought that it was just too much is that you're allowing them to pick apart you uh, drew Brees is going to do that as long as unless you're getting to him and we just simply weren't getting to him quick enough i i don't think the rookie has been bad. I think that this is, I think I'm, I was more disappointed. Where's Dante Jackson in this game? Didn't hear his name being called a lot, except for on a penalty. Uh, I thought our defensive line played adequately at times. And, uh, it just shows you that we're just not, uh, there's not a lot of talent behind that defensive front is other than chin. Well, I want to, uh, pinpoint some comments in our chat. Uh, Joey the Blind Panther Esquivel says, you know who didn't have a good game? This Dante Jackson. I'd rather have Bradbury. And uh, again, Oh, by like the way, a... Bradbury coming off a sensational week. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he really is. It's he a really sensational is. season for him, guys. Like, if you go yeah. look at his stats, he's having an, an incredible season. Quietly, people are just not recognizing how much of an impact he has on that defense up in the Giants. But I, I think it's important that I acknowledge something. Um, to put the bust moniker on on Brown is not fair right now because they yeah. aren't running up the middle right at him. Nine times out of ten, they were running to the side. Um, and when you have – when you're rushing three people on third down, that's not on Brown if you can't get out of triple uh, – some sort of double triple team. Yeah, and I see doing. him in the backfield all the time. I see, and he's yeah. playing all the plays. I'm fine. I'm happy with him. Is that we didn't get any yeah. penalties from him today? It's a good day for our him. Issues, I think our issues right now was number one, we didn't have Russell Douglas in. Number one, um, number two, we didn't have. We still are, have a makeshift secondary in some degree. Um, but the main thing is we do not have a linebacking core. It's not even just a matter of whether or not how many tackles Shaq has. How many times have you looked at a play this season and you're like, he's either out Damn. of position or getting blown yeah. off a block or something. 
But tell me, how many times have we looked at these linebackers and said, damn, he made a play this year? Never. Yeah, none. Um, by the way, I also wanted to. He did know, pop Kamara one good time today. Like I People mean, have just, come on this show and told me and Greg and whoever that we're too negative. We're too negative. We're too negative. And I've kind of turned over a new leaf. It's like, listen, I, like I said earlier, I've accepted the rebuild. So to me, today's loss means a better pick in the draft, no matter what that ends up being, no matter where it ends up being, right? Now, also, I'm like, well, we're still in it mathematically. So if the Panthers win, we're not supposed to win this year anyway. So it's gravy at that point, really. Uh, I mean, if we're winning, uh, I mean, I'm happy that we're able to keep these games competitive. But it's also, that's the reason why, I'm not necessarily freaking out too much, especially on the rookies. Um, Derrick Brown is right in the middle. So you have to realize he's not supposed to be a stat monster, really. His job is just to be a big bully in the middle of the defense, whoop some ass, pick up some double teams, and let the fast And wait till you like, put somebody really good beside him, too. Yeah, 100%. And then it also it lets guys like Brian Burns my God, Brian Burns. I love him more every every single Sunday that we play. Uh, but it lets guys like Brian Burns get one-on-one matchups, and it lets them work their magic. So it's like I'm not uh, – knowing that we didn't have Russell Douglas, we've had injured players, we're kind of working with what we have. Like I don't know what more we really could have wanted from this performance right now uh, I, mean, I almost want us to just have more guts on defense i felt like we were scared of ourselves too much today and i thought look his corn elder is playing okay i mean pretty good for what we need you know he's a nickel corner and that's what he was exactly drafted to be and he's doing all he's making some plays occasionally trey boston seems to be in good position he's the one stepping up and making some big tackles at times too uh, yes, is Rasul Douglas's absence today meant a lot to this team, and that's crazy because we just got him like two weeks ago, basically, or right when the season started. It felt like, but he's actually been the the one of the bright spots on this defense, and it's got us. You got to start wondering uh, what's going today. Where was Dante Action Jackson? Why is he is he ready to take a step forward? into becoming a bigger player or are these injuries that he had dealt with earlier in the season going to continue to limit uh what his progression as a player and you're right it's it's that ck is absolutely right it's right it's that linebacking core right now and at no point have they looked like a strength or an asset to this team so uh what do we what do we say about linebackers they're the quarterback like middle linebackers are the quarterback of the defense right yeah how many offenses without a good quarterback can succeed? How many times can how many big games can you have from a wide receiver if your quarterback can't throw the ball, right? Uh, or he can't call the plays, or he can't do the right things. He can't lead the offense, right? That's a that's a problem. We felt it last year. We had a couple of games with Kyle Allen, but you and I both know when we go back, and I I'm I'm firmly against the bat daddy on this one when he wants to try to put Kyle Allen in the same category as Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I mean Teddy too. Bridgewater is by and far a better quarterback, hands down. But nonetheless, when you don't have a middle linebacker to command the defense, there's a problem. And honestly, I think that they're. I'm I'm sitting here just optimistic that we're just gonna 
wake up one day to incredible news that Luke has decided to come out of retirement because he likes what this team looks like. <laughs> I doubt that's the case. Uh, I I think for me, is the big surprise is just that Shaq is is looks like he's gotten worse. I just thought he was going to be okay. I, I, Whitehead, I expected this out of. So um, problems right there. Problems right in the middle of the field, and they're just kind of eating underneath because of it. Two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. What's going on, y'all? It's Darius from Raleigh. Um, hard fought. What up, Darius? A lot of mistakes on defense. We just don't have the talent on defense right now. Um, still a young team, youngest team in the NFL, if I can if I recall that correctly. Yeah, I think you're but right. We just don't have the, the talent on defense. We don't. Um, shout out to Adarius on defense. That was He filled in real nice. <laughs> He's yeah, going to be starting next week. Speed on defense to compete with a high-tempo offense like the Saints. Um, still a hard-fought game, still a young team. Um, we're growing every week, though. Um, it's it's easy to be upset, but let's just remember, this is a new, full new coaching staff, new head coach, new defensive coordinator, brand-new offensive coordinator, and we're competing with some tough teams. Um, we're not getting the Ws, but you got to learn how to win in this league, and I think we're, we're growing in the right place. Um, overall, um, I'm a little upset, but I'm still optimistic because we are improving every week. Uh, so let's just keep pounding. Yeah, man, I, I'm a, I'm with you. Is the thing here to be optimistic about is really this coaching staff is, and their ability to put together a team that is so competitive despite the challenges they've run into. And let's talk. I mean, let's not really talk about it, but preseason, COVID. The, the problems we've had, and look, we were not set up this week in a good position to go into this game. The, at one point, there was a fear Joey Sly wasn't going to be there because he was on the COVID list. You've had some COVID kind of implications that have hit this team in their practice schedule over the last two weeks. Rasul Douglas being one of the individuals who was taken out because of the COVID protocol. So it has not been like that. This has just been ideal circumstances, and this team is playing very well. These have been less than ideal circumstances going against a team who was coming off the bye with the New Orleans Saints. That's right. The Saints coming off a bye. And you want to say this is that, if anything, I think we should probably be happier about the way we performed than maybe Saints fans should feel about the way they performed. And the problems that are going forward is this is kind of a win or bust year for the Saints. And right now, the Panthers went in there and gave them problems at home. They have the problems with Michael Coleman, uh, right? Michael Coleman? Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. Thomas. Michael Thomas, thank you. Uh, Michael Thomas that are having issues there. Their defense, which was supposed to be or felt like it was becoming kind of lights out, has not ulti- has been did you see the stat 31st in the red zone 85% of the time teams are scoring on them so there is a lot i think to be excited about moving forward and ultimately everybody can be happy in a way is that people like Cody who are who has are looking for the silver lining as well as the continued 
uh, ability to secure a draft prospect. We can people who I want to see this team get better from week to week, I think, are seeing a lot of it. Shout out to Robbie Switzer for the super chat. He said, Phil Snow is playing to our weakness with the three-man rush. Our linebackers are bad. Why worried about over the top when the Saints are out of both wide receiver? Put our defense in a bad position all four games we lost. I think that's a reasonable criticism. I've been a big fan of what Phil Snow has been doing with this defense, but I thought that we played a little scared today. And I yeah. and I maybe there's a reason for that, but they certainly were able to capitalize on it, and you saw that on their ability to convert third downs. Again, Kamara's a man, though. He is just a playmaker. Oh, I wrote this down. We missed Christian McCaffrey today. Yeah. We would have been yep. in a much bet, more dynamic position with Christian McCaffrey because we did have trouble running it against them, and they are tough up the middle. We were having trouble running the ball up the middle. We weren't just having trouble pushing the ball at all. The fact that we're thin at running back at this point, missing our best player, having Christian McCaffrey, all of a sudden this game is a lot different for the Carolina Panthers. And maybe – you know, Cody, you were saying you want to. We, we want to see Teddy push the field down, or push the ball downfield, or at least the offense consider it more. You know, it's it's kind of crazy. The offense is this good, missing its greatest weapon. It is, um, and uh, I, I want to get back to Christian McCaffrey, but first to kind of play devil's advocate to um, uh, what was said about Phil Snow and our three man uh, three man linebackers is I think I know why they did it. And and that's because if you're so they're trying to put more guys in coverage. Yeah. And to me, what it also says is that they don't necessarily like, or they didn't like the odds of their pass rush getting home with the traditional four-three base, uh, trying to get after the quarterback. Because really, that's what you know our zone coverage system is based off of. That we're trying to get pressure, and whenever you're able to affect pressure and get the quarterback. You play zone coverage because it allows your DBs to make a play on the football and try and get some turnovers. That's what the Legion of Boom did. They were a really good 4-3. That's what the Panthers did for so many years, right? So the fact that they're doing a 3-3-5 means they just want bodies in the backfield. They would rather gamble and, and, and you know give up some yards to make sure that they get the stop rather than you know uh, having less men downfield and if our pass rush doesn't get home, just let Drew Brees and the Saints just eat us up. So I don't necessarily know if I agree with that, but I do think that was the mindset behind it. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I think our coaching staff is really kind of showing us with their play calling um, what they think about our talent at different positions. And we kind of have to pick up the breadcrumbs to kind of, you know, piece this puzzle together about what they're telling us. Jermaine Gill says, I didn't appreciate the shoulder rubbing with Breeze during the game. Lee Trotter says the Saints defense might be worse than ours, and theirs is not – they're not missing starters uh, like we were. Um, You know, I thought it was kind of like – adorable when Teddy's, you know, that's like when he went and sat on the bench right beside him, the ha, ha, ha. Uh, it wasn't that. I mean, they are milking the Saints' storyline. Deshaun did it first. Deshaun did it first? 
Deshaun did. In the first game of the season, he went and sat down next to Patrick Mahomes. Really? <laughs> I didn't see. Yeah, you know, it yeah. was. I mean, look, Teddy was running over there. And uh, to be honest, I was happy he did it because he looked like he could use a hair of a breather for a second. I mean, he was running for his life. Teddy's pocket presence today was was outstanding. And it is yeah. despite him, for me, I, I, I'm just sitting there yelling, throw it, throw it. He just doesn't pull the trigger a lot of times. And, and it's no. hard to tell with the camera angle if there's nothing there. So I can't say, oh, he missed this big wide open or whatever. He's under duress, but it's nice that they they highlighted it that he did not that he doesn't panic. Uh, you know, so Teddy does a lot of nice things, and uh, today is exactly what the type of game that you want from Teddy Bridgewater. No turnovers, high completion rate, right? Was able to get make something every now and then. Really, today the best play, the best throw from Teddy Bridgewater was one that he almost didn't get there, but it was that one that he threw across his body, going uh, to the sliding Curtis Samuel, and in like a sidearm fashion, and took a hit doing it. Uh, you know, is that those are the types of things that you're hoping with Teddy then give you an opportunity to win. And we were there. It just had the problem being that our defense was unable to stop them. Jimmy Garoppolo just threw a big interception as well as did want to highlight some other things. Uh, Kyle Allen destroyed the Dallas Cowboys today. And I understand the worst NFL defense on the face of the planet to ever exist. Right. Um, I want to say this is that I am so glad that I, I was being wooed by the McCartney propaganda machine or McCarthy, McCartney, whatever his name is, McCarthy, the dude's the coach for the Dallas Cowboys this off season. Yeah. I was being wooed by that propaganda machine. I was being lulled to sleep by it. And I got to say, I'm so, so thankful that he might be fired this year, dude. Wouldn't that I mean, be awesome? Yeah. By the way, I, do y'all remember me telling you guys during this process that I didn't want Mike McCarthy? Yes, yes, you I, did. I, you yeah, were very adamant. We, I remember. Yeah, we were like, I remember, oh, he's analytics-driven now. Who wants to do this? Dude, mm-hmm. fuck off. Stay away from my Panthers yeah, football. You were right. Bro. I was I was I was similar. I was uh, you know, we had our guest on who was trying to up like destroy the, you know, the thought that he is not a good coach. Like he was like, Oh, he's a great coach, is all this and I'm I you know, I remember we were all kind of like, Yeah, we don't want him. Like there was you know, and then after that, we were like, well, maybe, maybe he'll be able to do something, but like I don't think anybody was like, We need to sign him today. Right, but at the same but time, it was like, being worn. I was being worn down. He was sliding in my DMs, and I was sitting there going, "Should I respond? I know I shouldn't respond. It's late at night. I'm so glad I didn't respond to the DM, or we didn't. Good yeah, Lord. yeah, it's hundred percent. Um, my friend, uh, my friend Chandler, who's on Pirate Radio with me, wanted pointed out something to me is uh this charlton guy or charlton charlton our punter who has been really really good you know he's the same guy that we were laughing at about shanking it out of the stadium oh really yeah and he's been fantastic i thought we got somebody else because no i think it's the same dude 
Uh, we got to go back and look because I, I don't yeah. think it was. I looked it up. I think hey, we, man, I think... sometimes you got sometimes you got to leave that meat on the oven a little bit longer. It ain't, it ain't ready, man. You know, you have to have to let it cook a little while. So All right, uh, Robbie Switzer said, anyone else have to mute uh, most of our games? Announcers don't seem to like us. This group just didn't seem to know very much. They did get no. better. I felt just like they got better it. as the game went on when they realized, wait a minute, we got to stop talking about these linebackers. Even they realized Bro. it. No, oh, it was bad think, today. Go back and watch this entire broadcast, dude. I noticed it the entire time. Anytime we did something good, they were like, oh, that was a good – they met there. You finally had the connection with DJ Moore that we're uh, – and then there's uh, – they do something. Oh, my God, Camara made a double. <laughs> like it was like the decimal level went from like three to us and ten every time the Saints did something. And what's even worse is the DJ Moore second touchdown. Let's go back and listen to that, guys. Because the dude, instead of focusing on that, DJ Moore made a great play, you know, avoiding some tackles. They wanted to focus on the guy who didn't wrap up and tackle, and they were like so like depressed. There over were, it. they were, but it was sorry. There was like seven Saints there, and he just walked right in. And does but that count as a pass because it was a forward toss? Yeah, it does. Okay, all right. See, Two- yeah, we're like, we're like the, the the bastard adopted child. Of the NFL that no one really cares about, you know? It's like now that we don't have any real star power, especially with the one real star we have in McCaffrey not playing, yeah, it's like everyone expected the Saints to win today, and I expected the Saints to win today, and I felt like we had a chance almost all game. And that's why I get the mindset. Normally, I understand there is no moral victories. Like right now, this, you know, a loss is a loss is a loss, but – when you're rebuilding, yeah, there really is kind of such a thing as a moral victory, and that's kind of how I feel today. Like, I'm not here all depressed and slumped over that we lost to the Saints. No, because we're looking good. I I think we're looking good. Is I think we're looking better than we did last year. 100%. You know, and that is with a lot of – turnover and uncertainty that there was it was not de- destined to look this polished at this point um all right 252-228-5098 hey panthers nation it's jason calling from colorado um a little disappointed this week i really thought we had an opportunity to win this game but i mean at least it came down to the longest field goal in the history of football and not a walk-off interception like last week so um I thought that our defense needs it, it while it seemed like we were missing every opportunity that we had, I do think that it really came down to poor fundamentals. Shaq was out there. I've been defending Shaq all season, but he mm. is he's turned into a thumper instead of a tackler. You know, he tries to put his shoulder into it and knock the wind out of people. But he's letting people like Alvin Kamara, who are masters at, at keeping their balance and staying on their feet. He letting them run down the down the field unchallenged, which kind of sucks. Um, though, on in bright news in the linebacker room, it, Darius Taylor seems to have really stepped up. I mean, he was the only linebacker that was That's consistently it. tackling Darius all Taylor. game. Um, it was funny to hear the commentators. You know, I've been on this soapbox for several weeks about how little they know about Carolina, but I did hear them say that to hear Whitehead is one of the best linebackers in the league, and. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's absolute nonsense. Um, Curtis Samuel, what a day, man. I know DJ had his, his couple of touchdowns. And real, I think that DJ and Samuel both play better, the, the better that, that each other's playing, if that makes sense. 
So they kind of feed off one another. And I was Curtis Samuel on third down. I mean, he's the real captain clutch. He's our next Jarius White or Jarius Wright. He uh, right now I think he's fourteen he's for better. fourteen on in his targets this season on third down. And uh, yeah, that's something to be optimistic about. Um, I gotta say that even though our we weren't able to stick to the game plan this week, it seemed like our defense was on the field a lot more than we wanted them to be. And that being said, at the end of the game, they still did look fresh, and that's that's encouraging because we haven't really had the opportunity to see that yet because we've been so consistently dominating the time of possession. Um, but yeah, so that's really all that I have. You know, our offensive line. We need to improve tremendously. Chris Reed, we should cut him. I think he's he's shown us that he can't play in the NFL. Um, and we just need to start shopping the market, bringing in some of the – maybe some more Baylor guys, some more Temple guys, you know, that, that rule thinks might have some potential. But anyway, um, I love the podcast. Keep pounding. Shout out to Joy the Blind Panther. Wow, wow. Right on. Um, I saw let's uh, Darius Taylor – formerly known as Adarius Glanton, was the only bright spot in that linebacking group today. Um, I was trying to think of some. Oh, when it comes to Curtis Samuel and DJ, well, Curtis Samuel is, is really putting together a quietly impressive season this year. And this is yeah. for someone who has been irritated with Curtis Samuel, not him specifically, but just the continued need for it to finally happen uh, again, you're almost wondering though why isn't it happening a little bit more? It's only on third down. It seems like it's continuing to be like, how can we get him and DJ vertical a little bit more? But as I can, I look, I glance over at the broadcast, and by the way, the New England Patriots uh, offense is not doing looking all that great at the moment. Did just kick a field goal, but they're highlighting George Kittle, and today we saw one catch from Ian Thomas. Our tight ends are – we went into the season with just two on the roster, Ian Thomas, Manhurts, and they've really only had like four catches on the year. What's going on with this offense? Why – with with all of the things that have been complimentary about Joe Brady, why is it harder in some ways to get these guys involved? Why? Where do you think? What's the problem with the tight ends? And why isn't even Curtis Samuel more involved in the passing game? Cody, I'll start with you. Uh, I think our tight ends suck. <laughs> oh, and we right. lost them. Yeah, <laughs> he went muted there for a second. We lost you for a second, but go ahead. Your thoughts on that as well, uh, CK? Well, oh, he's okay. Back. I did. I, I fixed it. Yeah, I had okay. some issues. Um, no, I think that our tight ends kind of suck. If I'm being honest, I think it, you know, like I mentioned earlier about uh, the play calling having to kind of piece together what the coaches actually think. Um, I think we don't have a real dependable tight end. I mean, maybe they're just not giving uh, Ian enough touches, but part of what you said earlier too about Curtis Samuel was like, well, why are they not using him on more than just third down scenarios? And I kind of think they're just trying to figure out a way to get him touches in an offense where everybody does have a bunch of playmaking material. When you're talking about Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, they all have little differences to their game, but for the most part, you could really insert one, take one, take one out, insert the other one, and on the same exact play call, and they're going to be able to do that that very thing. So I've always said for years that Curtis Samuel should have been our own version 
of a Tyreek Hill. Burn yeah. him down the field, you know, cross him up with some good route running. But that really hasn't been uh, what Curtis has been able to do because he hasn't had the quarterback to allow him to be able to do that. So in my mind, this is perfect for Curtis Samuel. Use him in that in the way Ohio State used him. Um, they would use him at running back. He had a touchdown at running back today. Uh, I mean, they're using him in inventive ways. And I think when you know that Robbie Anderson is going to get catches, Teddy's always going to look his way first. Now uh, uh, you have Bridgewater starting to see DJ Moore down the field getting open. Thank God. Hopefully we can get more than one next time. But now that these things start to happen, it means less opportunities for Curtis to really be that guy. So I like that they're finding a way to be creative with him and the kind of player that he is. Because I'd like to I mean, see how we're gonna win. I'd like to see our offense try to be intentionally more aggressive downfield. And that is like yeah. Coach Teddy to yes. do it a little bit more, like you're saying. Um, you got to wonder, you know, you have all this speed out there. I think we can win downfield too. Robbie Anderson, though, is has been amazing. Man, this guy just plays every play. He's catches. so smooth. Yeah, his hands. Did He's you see so that smooth. one cut? The ball that he dropped today, uh, it wasn't even a drop. It got broken up by the cornerback who made a fantastic play. But what a difficult catch. This guy just looks the ball all the way in. His hands are phenomenal dude he's nasty dude yeah, yeah uh just, and speaking of hands so... smash the thumbs up button like Tim tizzy said in the chat room go ahead let us know you enjoy the c3 panthers post game show the number's 252-228-5098 go ahead ck i was gonna say i mean it's uh he's he's very smooth when he catches the ball he seems effortless um and and i don't think there's many people in the nfl that are gonna like if you get him the ball in stride which is something that I think Teddy needs to work on. He's been he's 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 had to cause the wide receiver to slow up a lot when he throws deep at all, um, you know. But you get him in stride, man. I don't think there's anybody that can that can do anything. Like if he's got like if he's got the acceleration on when he catches the ball, you're done. Like he's, yeah, he's gonna jump over you. He's gonna outrun you. He's he's got it. Um, I think Curtis Samuel needs to be a bigger part of this, and I think that. We saw it last week, and we're gonna we could sit here and say, "Oh, we saw what the offense was on a, you know, against a really good defense without Curtis Samuel." Now we got him back with a, against a really bad defense with Curtis Samuel. I think Curtis Samuel changes a lot of the uh, versatility of this offense. And if if you're asking me who I'd rather have behind Mike Davis, is it that safety or is it Curtis Samuel? It's Curtis Samuel. You know, if if Mike Davis isn't going to be running, but somebody is, it's going to be Curtis Samuel. I would like to see in the backfield as opposed to some of these other guys. How does San Francisco Um, run the ball no matter who's on the field at any time? They're the greatest running team in the history of football. Well, because Kyle Shanahan is the shit. How is he that? I mean, I guess his dad did invent like or just like churn out thousand yard rushers back in the day in Denver. Just think crazy. about this. Yeah, when he was in, when he was with the Falcons, he had Devontae Freeman and he had Tevin Coleman, Coleman and they running, were awesome, running like they were all stars every yeah. single year. Yeah, and then and by, he left. What happened to those guys? By the way, I also I've been saying that the best that we could hope for for Teddy Bridgewater is that he could be something like Jimmy Garoppolo. And if you look oh, at that, God. Offense, is that he better not be? He's way better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo sucks. I think too. So. I think he's better. Than I, I, I think yeah, uh, he's terrible. Garoppolo identical. sucks. 
No, I disagree. But, but anyway, that's not the point, though. If you look at that offense, they do a lot of end rounds, a lot of jet sweeps. Uh, you know, they use Debo Samuel to be able to do yards after the catch stuff. It's very similar uh, to what they we're just doing. did that with they, Debo Samuel, by the way. Toss sweep. It, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Seven He's, yards. It's crazy. It, this is an offense that they don't even have to have a great quarterback to be competitive. And Man. I think that's what we're hoping. Uh, if Teddy Bridgewater is our guy, like we're hoping that we can. God, I hope we can get that. We need uh, Christian McCaffrey back instead of a safety playing uh, running back. Even though the kid ran hard, though, man, he's out there getting clotheslined. All right, next call. Darrell Banks here. What's up, Darrell? Would it have not been good to see the Saints kicker? I bet that was the easiest money he ever made. DJ Moore played good. Defense. <sighs> Keep every, every time they talk about, they mention the Lutz, the kicker for the Saints. I think of that guy that has those focus groups after debates. Um, you know, his name is Carl Lutz or something like that, and he talks to the voters like on Fox yeah. afterwards. Whatever. <laughs> that's every yeah, time yeah. I heard his name, that's who I thought of. All right, next call. What's up, guys? Kyle from VA. Um, What's to up, go Kyle? To- a few of the many thoughts about this game in three minutes. So uh, <laughs> let's just start with the worst, and that is the defense, other than Jeremy Chen and Brian Burns. Uh, I can't really say much about Derek Brown. I mean, you got to rewatch it and go really look at that. But Brian Burns is a fucking animal. He's a future Hall of Famer, and – he better be a team captain next year. That's all I can say. He is the sole leader of his defense. Shaq Thompson is a clown. Uh, uh, he's lucky he got paid when he did because without Luke and TD beside him, he looks like shit. To hear Whitehead shit, Trey Boston had a fucking god-awful game. Uh, Troy Pride. I know he's a rookie and whatever, but I've been on this since week one. Troy Pride. All right. He's not. I haven't seen any promise. Not one ounce of it. He does not look like a good DB at all to me. Uh, DJ, well, really, our whole season for it had a really good game this time, this week. Uh, Curtis Samuel is showing his value. And he's coming up in clutch third down. Out the backfield, man. I'm, I really like Curtis Samuel out the backfield. That's really fun to watch. Teddy Bridgewater had a real solid game. Um, played really well. But on that last play, I don't think he should have took the sack. But if you go back and watch it, it's really I don't think there was an option. Yeah, I don't think the there was much. Immediately. You can't intentionally jump it because that pushes you back even farther. Uh, that's a heartbreaker to miss the kick. 65-yard kick by, man, two inches. If that, that sucks. Uh, but the offense played great today. Our defense played like complete shit. I mean, honestly, they played like shit. We have a lot to work on on defense. And, but, I mean, this team fought with New Orleans. In New Orleans, like, the team... 
All right, I think he's got another call coming in, but uh, I thought he was a little too hard on Trey Boston today. I mean, I think Trey – I think our entire secondary failed today. You know, honestly, if you look how much – like anytime the ball was thrown to a receiver, there was one time where Corn Elder was right on somebody's, you know, ass on one of those third downs. But every other time, there's like a good 10-yard separation between like that this guy was wide open. There, our wide, the wide receivers were just running anywhere on the field they wanted. And to they run. were nobodies too. Like, yeah. like yeah. we didn't know like any. Like they of were them. just, and it was because of the zone coverages, right? Yeah, you, you cannot play Played just. Scared. Uh, it, it, you cannot play scared against a, uh, a quarterback like Drew Brees. Yes, he is not going to beat you down the field. But he will get the ball where it needs to be within ten yards of the line of scrimmage, if not a little bit further than that. Um, yeah, I think I get why they want to be a little cautious over the top because I think one or two times a game, Drew Brees is is good for a deep ball, right? Right. He is he is not going to be dropping a deep ball every series. This He's is like not Teddy, the man. He's better than right. Teddy right now. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, I think I think Teddy probably has a better arm than than Drew Brees right now. I think mm. Drew Brees' arm is clearly failing. I mean, it's going downhill. Like if you if you go back and watch his his ducks this year of anything gone fifteen yards or longer, dude has no power. It does not zing and it does not drop in a bucket like it used to. But if you yeah. give them time and they they're going to be able and you give them that spacing right there, they're going to find the weaknesses all the time. So they needed to, and I thought they started to play a little bit more aggressive in the second half in the secondary. But you're right, is that it was they they played scared today on defense. And I thought scared of the wrong things, to be honest. Uh, two Can five I, two. You know, go ahead. Hey, uh, well, actually, let me jump in here first, real quick. I gotta jump off again a little earlier today. Uh, I will be back for. I guess we're doing a post game Thursday, right? Yeah. Oh, a late night. Yeah, and that's another thing. We had a short game to prepare for, but um, yeah. Listen, I'm gonna go ahead and jump off here. Um, I'm gonna get my final thoughts, man. I, I I'm gonna give my dab up pick. To uh, Brian Burns, I know it was only one sack, but I love that guy. I think he's incredible. Uh, I think he gets better and better. Oh, Cam just threw a pick. Yeah, I saw. He's the part of the defense I love the most, and he's the part that I'm most excited about. But um, yeah, I'm gonna jump off here, guys. I'll see you on Thursday. We're all right. We're changing the segment to from Dab on him though. Defensive Player of the Week. No, Chin Check. It's the chin, chin check, check right. of the week. Chin check for defense only. All right, we'll go to the okay. next goal. Hey, Kyle again. I uh, thought about a couple more things. Um, one is that I hate the Saints the most in our division, even more than the Falcons. And to me, I just see their team as a dirty-ass team. I don't like Cameron Jordan. I think he's a dirty-ass player. I don't like Lattimore. He's a dirty-ass player. I, it's just multiple people on the team. I, just can't I don't like Sean Payton. I think he's a dirty-ass coach. coach. All right, they play dirty. But uh, what I was going to say is, like, the rush, man, on these, like, the Drew Brees touchdown. Like, ah. They I didn't think he got like, it. Look at it. And then at the end of the game. It kissed the line. There's no way you can tell. There's no way in hell you can tell it's the first down just by watching there's a pile of 300-plus men on him, laying on him. There's no way you could tell him. They're just like, yeah, first down, who gives a shit? Saints are at home, we'll give it. They time. did I give them good spots all day long. Just hating the fucking Saints, but that was my observation. 
Another thing, not really about the game, just about the overall season and this season of Panthers football. I didn't expect the Panthers to be good at all this year, and they're playing with a lot of fight, and I, I'm seeing a lot. The defense has a lot to work I agree. On, but I'm still seeing a lot from this team, a lot more than I expected to see at this point. And, I mean, I'm just going week by week, evaluating each game and seeing what I like and what needs work. And I just wish everyone could do that. Like, if you want the Panthers to tank, then I don't, it's hard for me to want to, to see people that are Panthers fans root against the Panthers. That's little I don't know. I can't wrap my head around that, but I understand why. But just the talk of tanking, like, it's just ruining this fucking season, man. I, I Like, if we go out and we win, that's awesome. If we lose, you know, we lost. Just take it week by week. Stop to talk about tanking. There's, there's no way we're going to get Trevor Lawrence. So what the fuck are we tanking for at this point? Just, just root for your team to win. And if we lose, then we look at what we, you know, what we're, what we're working with. Like, what we got going on is good that we can build on. Because... No one thought this team was going to be anything this year, and they're already showing a lot of promise. So just the tanking conversation. Ah, I hope we never have to go through this again. I'm so over it. <laughs> it, it makes for but, a long season. I get it, man. Thanks for the call. I agree with uh, a lot of the, the perspectives that were given there, particularly for me is this, is that, is that, and then people are going to be like, well, you're so down on the Panthers all the time. They're like, is before the season began, I just didn't have remarkably high expectations for how the team would be. We didn't know a lot about the team. We did not have the preseason. We didn't have the training camp access. We really knew nothing. And so if you would have surveyed me uh, the day before the season started and you said, what's your, like, on an optimistic note, where do you see this team on a week-to-week basis? And then you resurveyed me today. I would say it's better than even I could have forecast in the most optimistic tone at the moment. And that's not me trying to be negative. It's just me trying to be not, uh, to be somewhat realistic going into it. And I think he's right. And I and I think I've been impressed with the coaching staff. Uh, we got to remember this is this is the first time Phil Snow's calling NFL defense. Well, actually, he may have been a D coordinator in Detroit a long time ago. I'm not 100 percent sure of that, but uh, we we have a whole bunch of new parts at this point. We're missing Christian McCaffrey, and there is a lot to be optimistic about. Second, I do agree is that they gave them some really uh, generous spots, and they were very yeah. conservative on the spots they gave us. Even 100%. the ones that were close, they that I thought, man, they tried to they tried to go back. Then the luckily we had one field you know line judge who was like, oh no, it's it's farther up, and we we were able to get that first yeah. down on that third. Down yeah, there. I remember that too. And uh, look, we challenged the spot, we lost the challenge there. It was close. Uh, I didn't think when I when I saw it live, I didn't think he got the first down, Kamara. I didn't when think I, he got the first first down either, but I also think that had they called that to be not the short of the line again because they're giving them favorable positions, had they called it the right the, the way that I think it was, which that he was barely short, they wouldn't have been able to o- overturn it. Like he right. would have been a fourth down. I think they got a lot of benefit of the doubt today, and um, again, and I think if you look at what it is, it's a very. I feel like this season is very reminiscent of the Broncos season, and that is that. 
you saw some calls going the way of the Broncos that year because of the fact that it was going to be Peyton Manning's last year. And this is nine times out of ten Drew Brees' last year. You know, and so they're going to try to give him a swan song as well. I'm not saying that there's this intentional thought process. I'm not going to be this conspiracy theorist. But I think when you see these referees who have seen what uh, Drew Brees is and now they see, you know, th- their thoughts are like, oh, yeah, they got a little – there, there's a favorable and you see with the commentators you see it with everybody there is a favorable aspect to who do they like better and most people are going to say they like the saints better because of drew Brees. and so i do so believe I, that there is a bias to it i thought we had been spot on with uh time management and some different things is today i guess might be the one the, the one day you could open up a little criticism about maybe was yeah. that the wisest to challenge that that first down, but gosh, it was such a killer third down conversion. I I was okay with the challenge. The problem, though, what really hurt us is we took a timeout when they fault started. What was up with I that? I know, that, that was that so bad. Sucked. I mean, I know that, and you can see Rule saying, you can't give that back to us since they felt like, I, I felt like he was talk, laughing with the, that, the... That was a false start before the, the, the timeout, though. That's the thing, like... They say prior to the play, and I'm like, no, it was after the false start, you know. So let's <laughs> let's go ahead and like let's look at it from that perspective. But I do think that um, before you know we move on to the next call, I do think that our our offense looked good enough. Um, you know, I just I, I do think that we got the short end of the stick today, and uh, had had things gone. And this is again, you know, uncle aunt type of situation. But had things gone our way with those calls, this is a different ball game. All right, two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Hey guys, Joey. Yeah, that game was pretty good. I mean, offensive. Really, if you want to think about it, two teams that I mean, the Panthers and Saints. I mean, they look they look kind of similar, though. I told yeah. Their defense is like okay. Except the Saints have a veteran defense. Their defense is alright. Ours is... I mean... our. Yeah, I guess you want to say ours is alright too. We're just really impressed with them because we didn't ex- expect them to be shit. We expected to be the Jets this year, let's be honest. Uh, but... It reminded me a lot of last year when we played at the Superdome, the game that I actually went to, although the the ending, the exact ending was Joey Sly not being able to make a field goal. That's how last year's game ended in, in New Orleans. That's how this year's game ended. But we played a much better game because last year our defense lost us that game. It was not even Joey Sly last year. It was our defense. This year, I mean, there were a few things that we could have done better that maybe we would have won the game. Maybe having Christian McCaffrey would have helped us because that defense doesn't look so good. You you would be able to gas the hell out of him with CMC. But anyway, guys, let me know what you think about this. And... Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I agree with the call. Really kind of top to bottom on that. A similar 
uh, kind of squads, or at least the offenses are very resemblant, and they're supposed to be. It's like it's kind of through that coaching tree, to to be honest, uh, that I think that Joe Brady is trying to replicate a lot of uh, what, what the Saints have done over the last two decades or 15 years since Drew Brees has been there. Um other than that, I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree with the call. Christian McCaffrey, we mentioned it earlier, would have been a nice addition today. I'll tell you one thing. Go ahead. I'll tell you one thing with that. Um, the, I said that coaching staff was the – this is the first time there towards the end of the game that I felt like our, our actual offensive play calling was the reason we lost. And it has a lot to do with the 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 fact that there was a decision to call a screen uh, that has not worked at all this year. Yeah, period. it's been tough. It has not worked at all, and you're going to throw it again when they know that you're not going to be going deep because you know we're not we're not challenging them deep. It's not happening. Um, you know, and and, and we've we've been known that that that's a play that is something that they see coming from a mile away every time we play it, every time we do it. Missing Christian McCaffrey, maybe something would have changed. Maybe there would have been an alternative for that to work out. But I don't know what it is. But if you look at other teams. One of the things that I like, I'm sitting here watching red zone, right? Other teams do a screen. They have like five people out, out in front of them blocking every screen. I feel like every time we do a screen, we have one person blocking. And it never, and there's three people on the defense right in front of that person. So there's no possible way we can win that screen game. I'm not sure what it is. Maybe I have to go back. I also feel like we never get a wide receiver screen to work. It's always like a like our Mike Davis, who is who's a very bullish runner, but he is not fast. Like he's not he's not going to be beating folks to the edge uh, as easily as say Christian McCaffrey's been able to do. Um, I I, I want to go back and I want to watch the 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 plays. I do. I want to watch our screens and I want to compare it to other people because I just feel like all other teams that run screens very successfully are doing something completely different that make it so much better. And I'm just not sure what that is. I think we're seeing some problems on our offensive line and in the inability to run the ball today is that that was a problem. And you don't know if is it part offensive line, part not having Christian McCaffrey. I'm sure all of that would be helpful. Uh, a big shout out to Greg Little came in and played very well today. Yeah. Uh, so you're happy to see that depth and potentially him stepping forward through the adversity he has faced in the early years of his career, you know, uh, wondering if he was going to be a solution going forward. But right now he seems to be getting better each week or at least, you know, when they call his number playing up uh, to what you need to do to stay on the team and get better from week to week. The we just weren't able to. I thought, it, and I'm not going to say this is play calling because I don't really think it's, you know, it's it's kind of hard just to, you know, wish that they just did things different, small areas. Yeah. You know, I think I've been very complimentary of Joe Brady. I felt like we had to be very pass heavy today, and that we just that there was a, a couple of moments in the early in the game where I thought, oh, we're going to be able to run the ball a little bit with Mike Davis. We got stood up earlier in the game after a couple of those plays, and it seemed like right away uh, Joe Brady just said, I don't think we got what it takes to run up the middle of these guys today, so we're going to spread them out. And whether that's the right call or not, I don't know, but I think that that was what happened, and I probably say it was the right call because we just really had a – you know, we don't have the horses in the stable 
stables when it comes to running back. Mike Davis, if he needs a breather or any moment, you know, you're taking a step back. Yes, Curtis Samuel's a nice wrinkle, but he's not your your back. And then on top of that, uh, some air, some weaknesses that have been facing this offensive line, or at least some problem challenges, injury challenges, as well as just overall talent in some ways. It's not like it's the most dominant line you were going against the Saints defensive line that is pretty darn good this year. So, uh, that, you know, that hurt. Having Christian McCaffrey would help. Uh, really, again, is that at the end of the day, is this got to come? This comes down to is just we didn't make them punt the ball at all. And uh, no matter what, is our defense just couldn't get the stop. Even when we made some important plays, there were some moments that this defense did answer the call. Uh, Brian Burns and, and Chen being two important parts of that going forward. All right, uh, 252-228-5098. Cam, sulks off the field. Hey, again. guys. Josh from Mass. Oh, God. Uh, what was Cam doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really I'm, not where to I'm going to talk about Cam. My opinions about a lot of things on this team uh, don't change. Uh, Teddy took a sack in a situation where you absolutely cannot. You absolutely cannot do that. You just cannot do that. Um, also watch them just hang on to the ball too long. If they do, just throw it away. Throw it away. Don't take sacks. Don't do dumb stuff. Um, you know. I, I, I'll have to go back and watch or look at a few things. That I, it seemed to me like he didn't have any turnovers on the day, which is pretty good. Um, it, it's been a problem for him. So uh, I also do believe that the Saints aren't quite what they've been in years prior, but you know, I agree. neither here nor there. Um, you know, but if you take away some of the mistakes that, uh, that, that Teddy made, we win this game by a score, maybe two. And you go, oh, no, that's not, no, 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 that's the truth. That is the truth of the situation. We we win this game in a convincing fashion if you take away Teddy's mistakes in this match. No. Okay? And this is this is what all of us have been talking about, me and Cody and a lot of the other ones on, on Twitter. This is what we're all talking about. I'm not hating on the man. We're watching the man. We're seeing the way he plays. This is not the guy you want going forward unless you plan to be a team that doesn't win more than like six or seven games on the year. That's all we're going to do. That's it. Today sold me on that fact. I thought, oh, maybe we could sneak into the playoffs. You know, we're a game behind. And if we win today, it's a division win and it's a win. So then we're, we're closer to the Bucks, who right now are already down by a little bit to uh, the Raiders. Although I'm not counting on the Raiders to win that, but still, you know, <laughs> today was a must win game. And, we didn't win it, and everybody goes, oh, well, the box score looks close. I see a lot of ways where things were just, just tilted just the right way in our favor um, as far as coming up in situations. But I mean, it's going to be a long year, guys. It's going to be a lot of this. I mean, a lot of games, oh, we're right there, but it doesn't quite happen. Oh, we're right there, it doesn't quite happen. And really, we're a couple defensive placed pieces away. And a quarterback away from being a team that can consistently go out and win games. So uh, that's all I got to say. Y'all have a good one. And fuck Teddy Bridgewater. Have a- <laughs> I got to disagree with Josh from Mass on this. Is that I, I think that uh, today was a, a complete – it was an example of actually how you can win 
with Teddy Bridgewater. The types of games that, yes, yes, exactly. How you should win with Teddy Bridgewater, and that is not turning the ball over, you know, uh, extending drives, finding the the end zone. There's some things that going to the open wide receiver instead of somebody who's covered just because they're your favorite, you know, uh, uh, wide receiver like we've seen in past games where DJ Moore is wide open and Robbie Anderson's covered by two people, but he still throws to Robbie Anderson. Like that was things we saw. We saw that corrected today. Um, but again, and I, I, the part that I'm, I'm understand, I, I, I don't think that Teddy Bridgewater was the reason we lost. I quite honestly, I think we should have won thanks to Teddy Bridgewater. And this would have been his, his another one of those swan songs where we're having to say, you know, all right, well, we're going to eat crow for a minute. Um, and I think this is a perfect segue to talk about something that I think is going to have people wrecking me. Um, I've had a change of heart on a few things. I think Teddy Bridgewater is good. I still think there is room for improvement. I'm hoping that he can be that person. I, I'm a, I'd love to have, by the end of the year, him be the comeback player of the year. Right? That would be a fantastic situation for for him, for our organization, to have that that type of mindset because people love Teddy Bridgewater right? as, as a human being. Um, he did everything he could today. And yeah, there are going to be mistakes on every side. But if you look at what, if you look at Drew Brees and uh, and Teddy Bridgewater, their numbers were very similar. They were doing the right things. They were not making mistakes. They were getting the balls out to their receivers to be able to make the the plays. Um, this is where I'm probably going to start to get roasted. I think Cam Newton's done. I've been watching his gameplay even the past two weeks. He is not throwing the ball with zip. He's throwing the ball in the ground. He's making poor decisions. I I hate to say it. I love Cam Newton. I think we made the right decision letting him go. I'm seeing something right now that I don't like to admit, and that is a, a, a Cam Newton that is not confident, that is not able to get ball the ball out. And right now, I'm going to get wrecked by Cody and people. Teddy Bridgewater is better than Cam Newton. Wow, uh, you know, is you saw the the Cam Newton the death throw from Cam Newton, and that's the one that's six yards short in the ground. I think <laughs> you saw that right before you said saw, that. If, if you saw the internet, if you saw the interception, I mean, you would have also you would have put those two throws together, and you would have been like, "We've seen okay. this, yeah, we've we seen it." And everybody's going to yeah. point to him not having a wide receiver core. He never had a wide receiver core here, here either, guys. I mean, he was still able to get the ball deep. Like, right now, yes, him having weapons would be super helpful, right? That would be great. But if you guys go and watch him, the first two games, similar to any other time he's played with the shoulder injury, been fantastic. Like, he was doing great. He was Pocket presence was there. He was running the ball. He seems like a shell of himself right now. Mm. All right, next call. What's up, C3? It's Nova Black. It's halftime. Um, I got no complaints besides the defense, but, you know, this is Drew Brees, and they playing a lot of zone or whatever. What, what do you expect? You know, um, we're hanging in there. Trey Boston, missed tackles. Um, I don't know, man. I like what the game, you know, looking like right now, but... I'm either excited or, you know, I'm kind of meh about it, you know. But, hey, let's just keep watching and keep pounding. I think we're going to come out of this with the win. I really think we got the uh, we got the guts to, to fight if we got to, you know. 
to come all the way back if we get further down, but I, I doubt it. I'm hoping we come out fired up as an offense and as a defense. Hopefully we can get some more pressure on Drew Brees because that's going to be the key if we can't stop Alvin Kamara. Anyways, over and out. Catch you guys at the end of the game. I think this is part two right here. Hey, C3. It's Nova Black. The game's over. And um, I'm broken up. As always, I thought we could win. We could. You know what? These last two losses, we lost to two really good teams. Really good teams. I almost think the Bears are better. Really? We've been out there fucking up. Left and right. I want to go through the losses we've had this year and let's look at them. Let's look at their their, – Look at the loss. We could have beat both those teams. But this team has got to get a lot better, especially at linebacker. That's the problem. And all that other good stuff that we got going on. Or a problem. Wait. I mean, it's a lot to consider, you know, coaches, uh, talent, um, scheme, and all that other stuff. You know, how long these players have been playing in the system. These guys, same and the Bears, they've been playing in them systems for a couple of years. Guys got more chemistry than working together for a couple of years. This team is still new. And we yeah, to I'm excited, dude. Good team. These teams could be playoff teams. Every person we've lost to this year is going to the playoffs, guys. Both contenders. You know, uh, who knows how, how it's going to shake out, especially, you know, with the whole COVID-19 and stuff and then injuries. And if they stay healthy, but I'm disappointed as always. But man, we lost to two really good teams, and that's all I got to say. Nova Black over and out. Go ahead and make your point because I want to do respond to it as well. Because I mean, I feel like I'm just saying the same thing over and over a little bit, but I do have a little bit more to say on it. I think we need to go back and look at every game we've played. Oakland, we've 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 been competitive, and Oakland, what's their uh, record right now? Yeah, dude, they straight like they beat the they, they beat, beat the, the Patriots, right? They beat the Saints. They yeah. beat the Chiefs. Yeah, you know, um, and now we go to Tampa Bay. They're uh, number one. They're beating the Oakland Raiders right now, right? They've they've been playing very very good football. Um, I, we could talk about Antonio Brown signing on Tuesday. We're not going to make that a part of the post game, but um, you know, and then we go to the Bears, who are surprisingly one of the better teams in the NFC, um, and then now the Saints. And I'm telling you, with the utmost confidence, everyone we've lost to this year are playoff contenders. They are going to the playoffs. It's yeah. the reality of it. It's the reality of it. Bears are going to in in yes, I know you're going to think, "Oh, well that's two people from the NFC South." Yeah. There's three wild card spots available, and I think the Bears are going to take one and the Saints are going to take another, and then I think there is an opportunity for us to take a third uh wild card spot. I think that is possible. But I also think that it's a long shot, but I think that it is possible. We have very, uh, very tough games coming up. Here's what I think is going to be the selling point. When we start to realize who we're facing next, the next few weeks, Kansas City. You know, yeah. we have some we have some tough games 
And if we can hold our own against some of those guys, I think we can start to buy in that with a few pieces. I also think, Tony, we can talk about this Tuesday. We're not going to do anything crazy this week because it's a short week. But after Thursday, you're going to hear some talk about us making some moves and trades for a tight end and maybe even a linebacker. Guaranteed. You want to? You think we should acquire someone for this year? I think they will. I don't wow. think this is a lost season. Think about it. We're we're a game and a half behind the Bucks. That's it. Like, and we have one more uh, game against them, which would be a you know make us tiebreaker with them, and then we have another game against the Saints, and all of those are at home, right? We didn't face the Bucks at home, right? Did we? it's going to be sad if we have to go acquire? A, I mean, we need to. Like you're right, but like the. Um, Acquiring a linebacker through a trade is going to be some humble pie, some crow. That's going to be suck. And imagine being um, Shaq Thompson and Whitehead when that happens. When that when that person walks in the door, there was some uh, gibbering or chatter related to Ingram from the Giants. Potentially, a name was being floated around with the Panthers. So I'd be interested in that. My my point about this is that while Nova, you're disappointed. I think that right now, I'm kind of glo- I'm going with optimism at this point. Is that this defense without a lot, without any pieces, to be honest, is is better than it should be. We've the defense has been bad. Today wasn't the best example of that by any means. But no, no, um, you know. The I could see Teddy Bridgewater being a playoff quarterback, us being a playoff team with him. Now I think yeah. is that is like is he going to be the sole reason that we reach the mountaintop or make it to the playoffs? I don't know if that's the case, but I think if you had a defense that was formidable, like you could put, um, you know how actually what's his name is uh, he was talking about Cody was saying Jimmy Garoppolo. Imagine putting Teddy Bridgewater uh, on the Colts this year, putting them on the Bears maybe, uh, putting them on a team. So is that if you can match them or even the 49ers in a way, is that I think he could be part of a winning mentality. And you said, we said it earlier against Josh's call, is that this is the way, and you said it really well, is this is the way you want to win with Teddy or how you should yeah, win this is with Teddy? Suppo- this is how you should win with Teddy. Yeah, this is how you should win with Teddy. Is that um, even though we were getting beat up a lot, is that we were staying in the game? We didn't. It wasn't like playing from behind, but so much. You would have this been is, down two scores, three scores in this in this game, and then I think it would have been a lot harder for us to do to find the success on offense that we had today. The the, the best way that I can look at this, right, and, and maybe even a better analogy for the what, what we saw from Teddy today, this is the best possible scenario for a Teddy Bridgewater-type quarterback, what the performance we had from him today was. Right? We just he needed might have, a defense that gave him like um, – the ability to just churn it down. Yeah. And and it, I think, and this sounds stupid, but I also think that our drives, that we were so explosive today, it hurt our defense. Because the Saints would go on these long, methodical drives, and we didn't have a single one of those long, methodical drives. It was a lot of 30-yard completions, you know, 25 yard runs. It was a 74 yard 
touchdown. Well, we pass. were about to have it at the end. We were churning down. A, it was going we about trying. to be, and then that sack at the end. We just couldn't get that one more third down conversion. You know. Yeah. And and I liked the pace. I was I was worried when we started to try to run down the clock because I knew that they had all three of their their timeouts. They were going to get the ball back with plenty of time for Drew Brees to try to do something. Right. I was worried that we were going to stop doing what had been made us successful on offense, which is throw the ball down the field beyond the line of scrimmage. Right. And that's what we'd been doing today. Um, and they did. And that screen was the biggest possible issue um, that we had. Um, Sly redeemed himself from last year's game here. Hope uh, you enjoy Teddy this year. Groomed him up for you last year. Yeah, I think you, uh, you know, Leak no, uh, got a Saints fan in the in the chat, and I appreciate that. Uh, you know, much respect for you coming in here and and, and you know saying good game, man. Um, I think that, and I know this sounds bad because I've always we've been very critical of Teddy Bridgewater. I think the Saints made a horrible mistake letting go Teddy Bridgewater. Horrible, and it's going to be something that haunts them. I laugh every time Taysom Hill comes on the field. I ain't going to lie. Um, I, I want to say this uh, one thing about our defense. I was we've been hard on the defense today. You know, they were actually very good on first and second down. <laughs> it was just yeah. third down. I mean, we actually put them in third and long several times, and they yeah. were still able to convert. I think that this de- this team, if you put some pieces on this defense over the next offseason through free agency, uh, we could be a lot better very quickly. And that's saying something because I don't think we're going to have a giant turnover when it comes to offense. Cam pushed the ball down the field, though, just to let you guys know. His arm's not done just yet. Mm, I didn't. I don't know if you what saw that throw. He was <laughs> your boy, Mike. It was dark, but he was struggling um, for that ball. Quick, um, did they just use the words consistent and Tahir Whitehead in the same sentence? <laughs> um, not making any mental mistakes, one of the better middle linebackers in the league. What are they smoking? Um, okay, I just wanted to say that um, real quick. While this game gets going, uh, also Tony Dunn, my bad, bro. I I don't want to take a tight end in the first round uh, unless it's like a you know, don't read the chat. Game changing, game breaking, once in a generation tight end. Okay, I was just wanting to pick Cody's brain and seeing what we had out there as far as the tight end goes. All right, my bad, bro. Hold it down. Panther pride till I die. Keep Did that just me. happen? Whoa. Oh, man, that did just happen. Cam just threw it to the other team all the way down the field. I'm with you. Uh, good Lord. All right, next call. It's Joey again. And guess what? The fail cons lost. Woo! 23-22 because they couldn't hold on to a lead. I love that. The Falcons lost in the last second. Anyway, guys. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. Hey, guys. Tyler from Fruit Pond. Um, First of all, Cody, I know somehow you're going to try to blame this loss on Teddy Bridgewater. (laughs) Uh, But Teddy actually played a pretty good game today. Um, And he threw the deep ball like you've been asking for, even though he probably won't get credit for it. Um, But he did do that today. Uh, the problem was their defense. Uh, I, 
somehow think that we missed Russell Douglas pretty badly today. Um, man, we just acted scared of their passing attack. We were given nine and ten yard cushions to receivers on third down and six, third down and seven, and uh, they were just finding the holes in our zone. Um, but I am encouraged by this team uh, and by the coaching staff just because of the fact that before the year, I would have never thought that we would have been in a 27-24 ball game with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I really expected this year to be a tank year, uh, but Matt Rule's got this team playing well uh, and competitively. And I think that's a testament to how well this coaching staff has done with these players. So with that being said, we're not going to have a premium draft pick, I think, in the top ten. But I think we're going to be in the range to get a really good middle linebacker, which is, I think, something that we may need worse than we need a quarterback. Uh, might be. We have a quarterback right now who's not going to win you games, but he's not going to lose you games either. Uh, however, he did play enough or play well enough to win today. Uh, but our linebacking core played worse enough to lose today. So um, that's all I got for you. Thanks for what you guys do. Keep coming. Man, uh, you know, is what a call at a, at the time, too, where Cam throws. Oh, oh it's the trade-off of crappy plays. Oh, it's over the, the doesn't matter. The half's over. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I think it's an important call at an important time is that Teddy Bridgewater, like you said, is talking about, man, you said that, um, you know, maybe we made the right choice at this point, Cam. Having a tough, tough day does not look. He's had a, uh, a tough. He's had a tough few games. If you go and last watch. two, I mean, he's yeah. had he, his oh, first yeah, two games. Yeah, you know, his first two games were great, right? And then he had the COVID uh, situation, and then last week, not great, not a great, great outing by. I don't think Kim he was and, good against uh, Las Vegas. He wasn't good against. Yeah, like you said, today, my, my last, and then today just, it's not looking good. Um, so Teddy Bridgewater, something that you can build around the, the idea is going forward, but it does. It's going to have to have a defense that's going to be able to really cause problems. And the caller keyed in, and and we've been saying it's the middle linebacker position today, or just the linebacker position in general, a large weakness. And if you don't get the top ten pick, maybe you do uh, get a kind of Luke Keekley s player that you can build uh, a defense around quickly. And, and I do think we have some real parts of what could be a very good, de- a formidable defense. But we do know that there's also, we're, we're going to be really lacking in the secondary as well. So you could almost see like the the Panthers having top picks in both um, a linebacker and in the secondary or trying to find somebody through free agency uh, to come I and think, make a difference. James Bradbury would have helped this team a lot this year, though. I think it's possible we have another heavy defensive draft this year. And that I guess we have enough pieces on offense to kind of stem that. I do want us to keep investing in the offensive line. That's where I think we're going to have to, is that they're not sexy picks at the time, but... Uh, third round guards are not the worst deal in the world um you know and and how do you continue to prepare for a life after okung life after uh taylor moten potentially uh, or life with little uh could be 
the idea going forward, and you don't want to have too little. Pun intended. 252-228-5098. Hey, this is Jermaine Gill out of Louisiana. Hey, what's um, up, Jermaine? I was very pleased with the with the offense, of course. Um, the defense, let me remind you guys that, like, a lot of these players are young. I see a lot of fans trashing the defense. They're young. They're learning, but they're fighting. Um, like I said in the comments, you know, we had Bradbury. Bradbury got murked by Julio Jones. Everybody was ready to get rid of Bradbury. Yeah. Took Bradbury a couple of years. Bradbury is a top corner in the league now. He's just not with us. He has got to be patient with his defense. These are a lot of young guys. Um, one thing I think we're missing, our, our offensive line is decent. I don't think our offensive line is that good. I think we call a lot of plays for Teddy to get the ball out quickly. I think that uh, I agree. We're, we're, we're playing to to hide the fact that handed right line now. isn't that good. Um, those are just my thoughts. Keep pounding. Ah, good call, man. Good call. I agree with all those good points. Call. Good call, absolutely. What's going on, C three Nation? This is Jay Anderson. What up, Jay? Oh, uh, man. You know, it was a tough game, man. Like, one thing I got to say, man, one, one of the things I got to say is, man, uh, Trey Boston need to cut that Thieves Avenue thing down because <laughs> this ain't Thieves Avenue. I got to go back and watch you him. got to earn that nickname again. This ain't Thieves Avenue. Um, I didn't like that Teddy Bridgewater took that sack. It's like, I know um, on him. I some people are saying, like, what can he do? What he I don't know if you could have done much in that outside. situation. He didn't have to go in. Well, you yeah. know why the po- uh, pockets was why the pocket was collapsing. He could have he could have got on outside. You know, it was and, so quick. You know, throw away the football and stuff like that. At least he'd have had the field goal to have. Um, you know, I know a lot of people saying that Mike Davis had a bad game. Really, I mean, you know, you got to give props to the um. To the Saints defense. I mean, I they were going to shut down that running game, man. Well, I first, I first, um, first saw the first two running, you know, first two running plays. I'm like, ah, this is going to be a shootout game. So you got to, you know, you got to, you know, throw the ball. So, I mean, and they were that's what it turned out to be. So I don't think Mike Davis had a bad game. I wouldn't say he had a bad game. This just wasn't a game for, you know, you know, wasn't going to be no running game type of game. So. Yeah, I think uh, I think right on the the point about the offensive line there, and that's where I keep you saying is that you got to continue to re up that offensive line through the draft, and um, you know we've actually had some guys that are playing pretty well uh, on both sides of our lines, defensive and offensive line that are kind of deeper in the pool. You know what I'm saying? I think the John Miller guy was a big acquisition for us. Um, who was out today, I believe. That would have been our left yeah, guard. Yeah. Uh, we've had some other, even if you look on the other side, of the, um, you got the the deep defensive tackle pick that came from Baylor that has been, that had to step in now that KK's uh, hurt. Kerr, uh, you, Kerr. Not Kerr, but Kerr as well also has been a, a big nose tackle addition there. Uh, so, I mean, like it's been helpful 
And these guard plays is like, I think Schofield might be out now. I don't know if he's, I think he suffered some sort of injury. But we're starting to get nicked up on the offensive line. And until we can, you got to wonder, are we going to, at what point do we just not have enough bodies uh, to continue to fill those holes? The worst thing you could have right now is for Paradis to go down. And you saw Kuhn come out today. It was a calf injury. He has been struggling with a groin. And you got to be happy that Little has been able to step up in his play as well as he has so far. Um, that announcer was so mad that he wasn't able to highlight that. Like, he was so – Did you were you watching with the sound on? Yes. The announcer was, like, trying to, and they had to throw it to a highlight of Green Bay, I think. But, like, like he was like, oh, did you see that play? And then they cut him oh, off. Oh, because like, he was <laughs> uh, playing well? <laughs> yeah, I did yeah, see that. Because Greg Little, like, made that incredible block. I don't know if you remember that, but, like, he made a pan, like, d- just knocked a dude down, took his lunch money type of block. Yeah, like, and good, because we were worried about Little not playing with enough kind of uh, yeah. mean mentality. Um, all right, just a couple more calls, and we're out of here. Oh, yeah, man. One more thing. This is Jay Anderson coming back. One more thing. Still snow with that 335. <laughs> and running zone. I, man, he got to cut that. This ain't college no more. He got to cut that. And them linebackers, but mainly Shaq. Shaq and um, Terry here, Whitehead. Shaq. He, he need to stop, dude. Wrap up, man. Wrap up and tackle, man. You learn. You were behind Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis. What is going on, bro? Yeah, good point. Like you know better. Just, I mean, I don't. I don't. I never did like the shoulder tackle, the shoulder hit. Like wrap up. He could have wrap up. I saw one play. He could have wrap up um um Alvin tomorrow, but he just hit him on the shoulder and. And all of a sudden, at, um, Alvin went for like what three, five yards. Like, Happened come on, man! Happened a couple man. of times that Alvin like, Kamara broke no, a lot man. of tackles today. I, they they gotta they gotta let him go next year. Matt Rule gotta be like, dude, this this ain't college. I know you loyal, loyal to people who brought you know brought you where you at. But dude, this is the NFL thing. You know, ain't no loyalty around here. It's like I ain't had no loyalty for Cam, so. Hey, you gotta cut some ties, bro. You know, kill all that, kill all that. You know, Shaq's Taylor, gotta come back Temple, next year. He's getting paid fourteen. You know, man. you can't cut him. Getting players yeah, and coaches. Need him. Uh-huh, you gotta Just cut that out. Body this at this is the point. NFL. You gotta I think, do, I think you gotta he's, do better than that. Still snow. He he's needing go. a middle linebacker. He needs right, a middle yeah. linebacker, or he needs to be one. No, well, I think he needs. I don't think. I think he's always gonna play a supporting cast role. Like he's he's getting paid as a starting middle linebacker that should be the quarterback of this defense for no reason. Like he never, he is yet to show us why he's getting paid that. I, like I said, I want him to be good. Like I like Shaq and I think it's, and it may just be like, he's the last remaining connection to the Thomas Davis, Luke Kukley, you know, uh, reign of linebackers. And like, you think like, Oh, he's, he's, those guys have got to have rubbed off on him. No pun intended. Um, but no, like you're, dude. Just like it feels like he's taking a step back, and somebody said that it almost is like he's just given up. Like he doesn't even look like he wants to play. Shout out to my boy Ten Tizzy. He said we ever getting Dennis Daly back, and Bravion Roy was the name he remind uh, of who I was looking for. Um, all right, Tim, so- we about to trade for him now. 
I, it, Hassan Reddick, uh, Tim says he said he's about to be our linebacker next year. I'm telling you, the moves that Ooh, the Cardinals yeah. just made, like you, I, I'm thinking you put you you retweeted this that Arizona traded for uh, a linebacker. My thought is they traded for a linebacker. There's one that's on the block now. Wow, I wait, mean, they traded for a linebacker. Yeah, didn't you? Isn't that what you tweeted? You said the Arizona Cardinals traded for a linebacker. No, I don't think so. Who was it? I was just saying that uh, he helped me with a name. Uh, Bravion Roy was the name that I missed. Uh, Hassan Reddick has actually played pretty good for the Cardinals. And I think there's been one of the pre- reasons that they can't get what's his name in uh, Isaiah Simmons as much. All right. Um, you know, overall positive note from what I saw with the Panthers, I think today is that, you know, once we figure a way to get this defense to be. Um, you know, more effective on third down. I think that the zone defense we saw today was maybe necessary in some cases, maybe a little overly necessary, yeah. like um, maybe you felt a little pressured to do it because of who you had on the field. Uh, I think we've highlighted a lot of problems that come down with the defense, and we saw this today. This is a show that's been about the defensive weaknesses and not really about um, giant problems on the offense. Now you continue to yeah, put yeah. some a better offensive line together and uh, get that running back running game on a, uh, on track again, and uh, you know we're still in it. You you retweeted from Jonathan Jones. The Giants have traded uh, linebacker oh, okay. Marcus That's right. to Arizona for, for a, a six, six round, round pick. pick. That's right. That's right. I forgot about. So that. if they traded him to Arizona. It almost makes I, like my mind what I'm connecting the dots of. If they've been getting a lot of calls, or we've been calling them about trading for, uh, you know, for Hassan Reddick, maybe they're like, we need to get somebody in to replace him, and so maybe there is a connection there. I'd I'd like to see a move quickly. I think I think there will be moves for us to trade for a tight end and for a uh, for a linebacker before the trade deadline, and I think it's going to happen after Thursday night game. All right, defensive player. We're going to start this new um, segment, and it was recommended by one of the listeners on YouTube. It's the chin check. It's the defensive player of the week. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's it's pretty simple. It's Brian Burns today. Uh, Brian Burns made a giant play with force and a fumble. Uh, big recovery by Marquise. I think it was Marquise Haynes that came up with Marquise the ball Haynes, at the yep. end. Um, but a play when we could not get a stop at all well if you can't stop him on third down take the ball away from him and that's what we were able to do brian burns kind of all over the place at you know big batted pass continuing to get better from week to week and i hope he's going to become that player that cody said he will be uh the chin check of the week goes to brian burns for me how do you go with anybody else like, I mean, if this today, one, that, yeah. I mean, I think Jeremy you, Chin had a, a pretty good game today. He had an okay game. Of, he had the one pass breakup, but he, he still got some. Yeah, there were some, was some times thrown. they scored a touchdown on him a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I think you're right. I think it's got to be Brian Burns all the way. Um, if not, I have no the idea. The only other option is that uh, that other linebacker that came in and was able to actually, after yeah, two missed Darius tackles, Taylor. was finally yeah. able to first yeah. uh, force our first third and out or th- third down. Uh, stop on the on the Saints, but and offensive. Uh, let's give them a ball to the offense. Is I think for me, it's Teddy Bridgewater today. Uh, played the Teddy Bridgewater game that we needed him to play. I think uh, that's that's a good good uh, a good one to give out because he could have. There's a lot of opportunities he had to to 
back us up. And and I was worried today after we were our defense wasn't able to stop anything. I was like, our offense is not going to win a shootout with the Saints. And quite honestly, they kept their they held they held their own with a shootout uh, type of a uh, uh, a game. But I think mine has to go to Curtis Samuel. Ooh, you've like seen, that. you you've seen just. I mean, he has been the sole reason our drives continue are because Curtis Samuel is catching everything that's thrown his way, right? I mean, just incredible catches. That first catch on third down, that was a 22-yard or 30-yard gain or whatever it was, that was a great pass by Teddy Bridgewater in the midst of a lot of pressure, but just a phenomenal catch by Curtis Samuel. I think right now Curtis Samuel is playing to secure himself a contract, and you guys got to keep in mind, he was drafted in the second round behind Christian McCaffrey. And those two were synonymous for being in that same draft. And I remember we were being praised for drafting Christian McCaffrey, who's known for versatility catching out of the backfield, and a wide receiver who's known for running the ball out of the backfield. You know, and we and got so, Moten that year. What a good draft! Yeah. That turned out to be a, a very hindsight good draft. is amazing. Yeah, it's amazing yeah. to see that one. And this this year, hopefully, we're going to look back and and still feel the same way about what we feel this this draft is. All right, uh, that's the C3 Panthers post-game show. We'll be here Tuesday night at 9 p.m. and then turning around very quickly for a Thursday night game, uh, post-game, and then we'll have a little break, and I think we have the Chiefs after that. Uh, don't forget, on Wednesdays, you can hang out with me. I do a live segment with um, someone from the opposing team scouting the other team. So this week, we'll get somebody from the Falcons, as well as uh, picking with the professor. Had a big, uh, good week last week, and it's Rafael Esparza, head oddsmaker for mybookie.ag, who comes on and helps this history teacher uh, try to beat the book. And you guys were talking about uh, Curtis Samuel being Mr. Clutch. A couple of weeks ago, I put out a Mr. Clutch video when it came to Curtis Samuel. So you can find all that content on YouTube under the C3 Panthers podcast. Also, go ahead and share the show with a friend. Uh, Tim Tizzy, he tells them, smash the thumbs up button. Tell one friend about the podcast would be great. And Cody, uh, last night was karaoke night for you, I believe, on your stream. Yeah. How'd it go? Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. It was nerve-wracking. I got raided by somebody, so he brought all his viewers over to me to finish his stream right as I'm about to sing my last song, and I'm like, oh, great. Now I have more people to to watch me with this, but it was fun. It was a good little time. It, we all did. So I only did two songs, uh, and it was uh, it was pretty cool. I think uh, I'm being told because I have auto-tune option on my uh, my voice mod that I need to do a, uh, do a T-Pain uh, song next. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll try that. I out. think you should do... Uh... Uh, Le'Veon Bell's rap song then since you can do uh, auto-tune because that's all that was. Uh, what's the streaming schedule looking like this week? Um, essentially, well, because of Thursday night, obviously it's going to be a little uh, off on that, but it's uh, Monday, Tuesday. I mean, outside of our uh, – whenever we get done with the podcast, I typically try to stream. It's not always a guarantee, but most nights it's 10 p.m. Eastern on Facebook Gaming. All right, guys. Uh, we'll catch you uh, Tuesday. And good news is the Falcons lost. And uh, until then, keep pounding. Keep pounding. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.